Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thank you for listening today. God is good. He's always good. He's on the throne of our lives. I pray that God blesses you. Our Heavenly Father, open our hearts and our minds to your truth. And Lord, may we always follow you. May we follow the Word of God. May we never question your Word, but may we live by it and give us what it takes to be a possibility in this world. You know, there's a lot of great kids songs out there that uh, we think about and we start thinking about uh, being a promise and a possibility, you know, that one song. And then we start thinking about uh, uh, how deep and how wide is our is, is the Lord and and how, how the depths of his love for us. We start thinking about this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And it goes on. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Then it goes into hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. I'm not going to let anything hide hide the love of God. I want to share the love of God. Let your light shine for him. It's so important for us to do that. You know, God is wanting to work in people's lives in such powerful ways, but we must let his light shine. You know, it's it's wonderful to know how God has prepared us. And I want to share today out of the 65th chapter of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, a great chapter, talks about the new heavens and the new earth. And listen to verse 17 through 25. See, I will create a new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. Do you hear that? The former things will not remember, nor will they come to mind. They're not going to be in your mind even. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create, for I will create a Jerusalem to be a delight to its people, a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. No more weeping, no more crying. Won't that be nice? You know, I'm kind of a crier. My dad was a crier. My brother Dan, who passed away this last year, he was the biggest crier of our family. But, you know, some of us are criers. My mother wasn't a crier. And my uh, brother Dave wasn't really a crier. But you know, he says, in heaven, we don't have to worry about that. Never again will be there an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not live out his years. He will live forever. The one who dies at 100 will be thought to be a mere child. The one who fails to reach 100 will be considered accursed. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. Well, that's an interesting thought, isn't it? No longer will they build houses and others live in them or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will the days of my people. My chosen ones will no longer, will no, will long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord. They and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb, listen to this one. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, and dust will be the serpent's feet. They will be, be the, yeah, be the serpent's uh, food. Excuse me, the dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all of my holy mountain, says the Lord. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? You know, in fact, he goes into sixty-six. I wasn't planning on going to this, but he said, "This is what the Lord says: Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house you will build for me? Where will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all things?" And so they came into being, declares the Lord. 
These are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. Folks, God has a plan for all of us. We can't understand the magnitude of heaven. We can't understand even kind of the phraseology of what we're talking about. And even in Revelation, we hear about the new heaven and the new earth. Even the New Testament, we hear the, we can't even fathom it. But this is an interesting context. You know, we, we, we think uh, in verse 25, especially, the wolf and the lamb will feed together. There are several passages of Scripture that refer to animals in heaven. People always ask me that. Well, you know, do you think my dog's going to heaven, my cat? Do you think little kitty's going to heaven? I have no idea if little kitty's going to heaven. I know they don't have a soul, but I don't know God because people like animals. It sounds like the wolf and the lamb are going to meet together. It sounds like there might be animals in heaven. Now, I'm, and I know that animals can't make a decision for Jesus, but I know uh, God created everything, and he'll have in heaven what he wants to have. And so we'll see, you know. God makes a lot of promises to people over the many years. Jesus and apostles made promises in the New Testament. A promise is this, folks. It's a solemn pledge to do what we say we will do. The, re- the Lord repeats to us in his word that we will keep his promises to us. He will keep his promises to us. It's a solemn pledge to do what he says he will do. In the Bible, a significant promise is called a covenant. A covenant was a kind of promise that God made with Abram, who he renamed Abraham, so I'll refer to him as that. God promised Abraham that he left, if, uh, if he left his home and took his family to a place that God would show him, then, I emphasize the word then, then his blessings will be there. Let's read about God's promise. Let's read about God's promise to Abraham. You know, the Word of God is so valuable. We need to read from it. I think sometimes I ought to just read the Word to you and just let you saturate it. You know, in the morning times, I tell you this, I sit in my lounge chair up in my upper room all by myself in the dark in the middle of the night. Usually it's not middle of the night, but early morning, four or five in the morning. And many times I turn on my Gideon Bible app. I love the Gideon Bible app, and I just listen to the Word of God and let it saturate into my heart, because I think it's important. Early on in Genesis, we find in Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 4, these words about Abram. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from this country, your people, and your father's household to a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse, and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went to the Lord and told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he went out from Haran. Well, folks, uh, very interesting, very interesting passage, because now that we know the story of Abraham down the line, we know this prophecy came true. What he was told came true. God blessed him, and he is in almost every religion recognized, which I'll talk about in 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 a minute here. But even today, we see outside of the Christian faith, we believe that Abraham was blessed blessed by Christians. And he would say Jehovah God, and others would say other gods. Christianity, Judaism, Islam, all told, hold Abraham in high regard. In fact, in 2005, it was found that 54% of the world believed in the importance of Abraham. Over half the world believed in the importance of Abraham. Did God bless him? Did God do what he said he would do? Folks, God always does what he says he will do. Unfortunately, not all people believe in Jesus Christ the Messiah. 
the Son of the living God. Though they believed in him to be a man of history, we know by the new covenant, the new promise in the New Testament, there would only be one way to eternal life, and that is believing in Jesus Christ and his shed blood for all of us, that we could come become sons of God and someday see him again. I can tell you one thing. You can count on God keeping his promises. There's a lot of other people in life will not keep their promises. There's people you know every day. There's people you're concerned about keeping their promises. There's people I meet with from time to time, and I think, man, I hope they're going to keep their word. I hope they're going to do as they say they're going to do. And you know what? The truth of the matter is some do and some don't. But with God, he always does. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we can count on everyone all around us to keep promises? Isaiah, again, says some important words in Isaiah chapter 46, verse 11. He says, From the east I summon a bird of prey from a far-off land. A man fulfilled my purpose. What I have said that I will bring about, what I have planned, that will I do. The Lord speaking, God speaking. I will do what I say I will do. God keeps his promises. God's word says he will do it. God's word will be fulfilled. It's just in our ballpark left to us to trust and obey and believe and stand on his promises. I love that old hymn, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Faith is the key ingredient to God's promise. Let me me be straightforward with you folks today. Without faith, you will never see God. I'm sorry, that's just the truth. Without faith, you will never see God. We must believe. We all certainly believe in many things every day. We believe when we get in our car, it's going to start. You know, there's been days in my life it hasn't, but I don't walk out in the garage saying, oh, man, I hope my car starts today. Oh, nuts. It, it, if, if it doesn't start, I'm in trouble. I never think that. But every but there's been a couple times I've walked out and said, oh, nuts. It doesn't start. But I believe it's going to start. I doubt any of us go into our garage and think, oh, boy, uh, I'm going to have a bunch of flat tires I need to fix today. No, we, we have faith to believe our car, everything's going to go well. I doubt we go to bed tonight believing we will not sleep one second. We believe in many things in dealing with life, but the most important thing is believing in Jesus Christ and believing he forgives us of our sins and that heaven is awaiting. There are some people who are concerned so much about going to heaven, you know, that they, they think that they have to earn it. There are some that have no concept of salvation, that it's about a relationship. It's about believing. It's about believing in God. It's about that faith walk. He says, those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. Not those that do these 10 things. Not those that do all these these uh, things that everybody says, oh, you better do these things or you're, you know, if you haven't earned it. I've been to a funeral and people say, well, I, I'm not worthy. I'm not, none of us are worthy. It's the cross. The reason we're going to heaven is the cross of salvation, the forgiveness of our sins, the blood that was shed for our sins. No, you can't earn your salvation. I don't know where you get that from. It's not from the Word of God. That God talks about grace, that we're saved by grace. Oh, yeah, he wants us to do good works. It's because our good works follow our faith. You know, in the, the passage I started with today, God told Abraham to go from his country and to his, from his people and to his father's household, the land he would show him, people, it's not easy picking up your life and moving. I can tell you that. In fact, I'm going to uh, start with that tomorrow. But it's not easy to do that. But when you're obedient to God, God will bless, God will show you the way, and he will lead you. Folks, he wants to lead you today.
but he wants you to be obedient to him, follow him, serve him, believe in him. He loves you deeply and dearly. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.